What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fortress of Comicude podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. This is a creator-focused episode that we do about once a month where we talk about a random comic book creator for about an hour or so, give you some history, talk about some books we've read of theirs, and just kind of a, a tribute to the guys behind these awesome comic books that we enjoy so much. So, Mary, who are we talking about this month? Kyle Higgins. My man, Kyle Higgins. Um was actually, if you listen to our best of 2018 episode, was my comic creator of the year last year. So, actually, pretty awesome that we were able to get to him so quickly. So, then at the end of this episode, we will uh, randomly draw the next comic creator's name out of the bucket for who we're going to talk about next month. So, but this week is all about Kyle Higgins. Um, he's worked for numerous different comic book publishers. If you haven't read something of his by now, you you probably will be soon because he's a workhorse and he's just knocking a lot of stuff out of the park lately, no matter whether it be superhero stuff or creator-owned stuff. So Mary has done the research and kind of put together some of the history and different accomplishments and stuff that he's got throughout his career. So she's going to talk about uh, just his career as a whole for a little bit. And then in the back half, we're going to talk about some of the stuff that we've read of his and just kind of our overall thoughts on, on him as a writer. So Mary, if you would... Take it away, uh, our 101 of Kyle Higgins. All right. So he was born June 12th, 1985. So that makes him 33. Uh, he was born in Lockport, Illinois. So he studied film and creative writing at the University of Iowa. And then he transferred to uh, film production for Chapman University in Orange, California. I have... Notable works, uh, and I just have Batman, Gates of Gotham, and Nightwing, and specifically, uh, it was New 52 Nightwing. Yep. So, a lot of people liked that. I never read it, so I wouldn't I wouldn't know. I think that was a lot of people's first stuff of Kyle Higgins they probably read was that New 52 Nightwing one. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read it. I just didn't like that he was Red Nightwing. So, <laughs> that's really all I had to go off of was that it was Red Nightwing, and I just didn't really care to read it agreed so uh i'm sure it was good um what was the nightwing the new order Is nightwing that- the new order was new a mini series yeah i read part of that and that was good i just didn't finish it he also wrote batman beyond the new 52 hmm okay wasn't that hit and miss i don't know yeah okay it was, it was a digital comic for a little while oh yeah yeah i didn't read the digital stuff uh, all right, so I got awards. He has some awards. Um, not for anything that he's written, like, comic book-wise. Okay. Um, he has got... He made a movie. It's called The Shadow Hours. It was 2017. So these awards are from that. Um, he got the Genre Blast Film Festival Award, Scotty Best uh, Fantasy Award, and the Juggernaut Film Festival Award. And that was for... The Shadow Hours. Oh, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> I read, like, the description of it. It sounded interesting. Okay. Um, when I had read it, I can't remember what it's supposed to be about anymore in this because this was, like, <laughs> a month ago when I read about it. Okay. So, obviously, I can't remember a month ago. So, all right. So, let's just get into the 2010s. Uh, this is short. 
He, well, he I mean, started in the only, 2010s. So. He's only, like you mentioned, he's in his early 30s. So. Exactly. But he, he's got a good bit of work under his belt already. Yeah. So he wrote and directed a college thesis film titled The League, and that's about the superhero labor union in the 1960s in Chicago. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I it's, I need I need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> that's got to be available somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Probably. Okay, so he was writing for Marvel for about a year while he was writing backup features in the 2010s for the Detective Comics annual and Batman annual. Then DC rebooted their entire line in 2011 for the new 52, and he wrote Nightwing for that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I think he wrote all of it. All of the Nightwing? I'm pretty stuff. sure. I think he wrote that whole new 52 run on Nightwing. Oh, like or, nobody took over after. Well, no, because no, because after after Forever Evil, after Forever Evil, it became Grayson because mm-hmm. he was unmasked and stuff, and that's when Tom King and Tim Seeley wrote it. Mm. But it, when it was called Nightwing, I think he wrote that whole run on Nightwing. Okay, I have to look into that for sure. But All right, um, he, he wrote a lot. He also wrote the first eight issues of Deathstroke, starting in September. Uh, Which he, you liked. You liked the New 52. That was the the Tyler Kirkham art. Yes. I, I just read the first volume, which I think is just those first eight issues. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to look at what I have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, then he, I also, I wrote, yeah, he wrote Batman 2.0 for DC's Digital First Line. Okay. So that's where they, since it says Digital First, I'm assuming they released everything digital yeah, first and it was, then it was a digital comic kind of like that's how, what uh injustice started out as oh like the I comic is, is di- it's digital only okay like you can buy them in the like when they do the trades when they do the collections but like the individual issues they do them as digital comics okay so 2014 um they announced that higgins had joined the writing team for batman eternal i don't know anything about that do you know batman eternal yeah, yeah. batman eternal was like a big thing that happened i I, care to explain i haven't read it no i have do you know what it's about no okay Uh, i I just i know i remember it existing (laughs) okay i don't um because i'm terrible i'm not in the i'm not in new (laughs) i wasn't in the new (laughs) um so also 2014 higgins announced cowl um this is his first creator owned ongoing series with image comics uh, co-written by Alex Siegel. I think that I said that right. Uh, and featuring art by Rod Reese. Okay. And this world... Um, so this comic was revisiting his world that he created with the lead. Okay. So it was the 1960s. Stuff. Okay. So it was okay, kind of going back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Cowell explored superheroes from the lens of union organizers and featured an early 1960s aesthetic, um, just like the league um it had noir overtones and it was a political drama okay so batman eternal was coming out of forever evil where uh it sounds like uh just the public didn't trust superheroes anymore and there was a lot of rioting and stuff going on and Mm. stuff like that but superheroes trying to uh i guess like gain the public's trust back Mm. which i mean like everybody, like Scott Snyder, James Tynion, Tim Seeley, Kyle Higgins, like everybody worked on Batman Eternal. Like there was a lot of, a lot of people involved. Okay, um, so Cowl, uh, the first issue sold out uh, of its initial print run. 
is what I had, the last thing I had for Cowl. So the next thing he was going to work on announced at Image Expo 2015 was an eight-issue sci-fi murder mystery, Hadrian's Wall? Hadrian's Wall? I think that's how you say that. Okay. I don't know anything about it. And neither do I. All I know is it's a sci-fi murder mystery, because that's all I wrote down. <laughs> uh, 2015, Higgins announced was announced as the writer for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Which I didn't know that it was all the way back then that he was announced for that. When did they start that? Sounds about right. The book would have started about 2015 to 2016-ish, so that's probably when they would have announced it, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it was probably 2016 when the book started coming out. Okay. Uh, so then, just a keynote, issue 9 of the comic introduced the first new official Mighty Morphin Power Ranger created over in over 20 years, which was... Lord Draken. Yes. Lord Draken was... Very popular. Yeah. Is, <laughs> was, will be. Which is really saying something because the whole Power Rangers fan base is built on nostalgia, right? That That's the whole engine that makes that thing go. It's it's people like myself that look at this and go, this makes me feel like a little kid again. I remember watching these as a kid. So the whole reason why we like this thing is because it's the same. It's a piece of our childhood that's still there so to the idea of like introducing something new into that universe and actually getting the fans to accept it was like, I don't know, that, that's quite an accomplishment, really, when you think about it. Yeah, because the new character wasn't a nostalgic character. Yeah. I mean, it, only for the fact of Tommy, but... The, the reason you like it is not because it's new, it's because it's old. That's that's the thing you like about it, yeah. is that it's, it's the same. It's always going to be there. It's going to yeah. remind you of a simpler time. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you can bring something new, you can add a new toy into that toy box and not only have the fans accept it, but have them really take it and run with it the way they, they did. I mean, he had a kick-ass design, too, that helps. But, which, I mean, Kyle Higgins, I don't know how much of the costume he designed. Like, maybe I don't know how much tips he gave the artist to, like, oh, make him look like this. But, I mean, yeah, Lord Draken, it worked. <laughs> So, 2018 is where they started the Power Rangers Shattered Grid, right? Yep. Yep. And this just had a bunch of characters across the show's history, and so it was, you know, in celebration also with the uh, 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I have uh, the Shadow Hours. I did write something about it, apparently. So, the Shadow Hours premiered in August 2016. This was starring Tom Riley and Britt Lauer, or Lower. L-O-W-E-R. The award-winning neo-noir follows twin private investigators born with a mysterious medical condition where only one of them can be awake at a time. Mm -hmm. So 2017, Dynamite Entertainment announced a reboot of the Magnus Robot Fighter franchise written by Higgins, Um, but then it was canceled at issue five. Oh, really? That's a shame. That is a shame. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't selling, I guess. I, I don't know yeah. why else they would cancel it. Yeah, nobody cancels a book that's selling. Mm-hmm. So Higgins uh, returned with his Gates of Gotham collaborator, Trevor McCarthy, for Nightwing the New Order. This is an Elseworlds-style miniseries set in an alternate universe in which superpowers have been eliminated and outlawed. Um, Tyler, do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Nightwing the New Order a little bit towards the end. Cool. 2018, Higgins announced the Dead Hand creator-owned series for Image Comics with 
art by Stephen Mooney. That that was a book that came out last year from Image that I haven't read, but it's definitely on my list of things to get to because it was received very well mm-hmm. and it sold pretty well. Um, and I, that was one that he was pumping on Twitter a lot. Uh, they he definitely said he was very proud of it. So that's that's one I like to check out for sure. Do you know what it's about at all? I know it has something to do. I don't, I don't want to say because I don't want to end up being wrong, but I feel like it had something to do with like the Cold War. Yep. Or something like that, like with like the Russians and everything. Yep. So it's a spy comic about a Cold War secret that returns to threaten the world. Yeah, it sounded really interesting. And then like he shared like a bunch of pages and stuff from it on Twitter that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. So that that's the end of what I have for Higgins, um, except for I have some like Titles that he worked on for Marvel, DC, Image, and Boom. Mm-hmm. Some of them I've already said, um, but I didn't really say anything about Marvel. So for Marvel, he wrote uh, Captain America, Theater of War, Prisoners of Duty. It was a one-shot collected in America First, um, if you wanted to look for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also Captain America 616, Crossfire, that's collected in Prisoner of War. He did a lot of one-shots, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's how you how, get it. Your that's foot how you door. start out. Yep. Um, Supreme Power Volume Two collected in Gods and Soldiers, Avengers Origins, Vision one shot that's collected in Avengers Mythos, and Death of Wolverine: The Logan Legacy Number Three, which is collected in Death of Wolverine: The Logan Legacy. Um, we also have for DC uh, Detective Comics Annual Number Twelve: The Night Runner. Uh, Batman Annual 28, The Night Runner, or just Night Runner. One word on that one. Um, Batman Gates of Gotham. It was a miniseries. Deathstroke, um, Nightwing, um, and the arcs in that is Traps and Trapezes, Night of the Owls, Death of the Family, Second City, and Setting Sun. Uh, we also have Masters of the Universe Volume 2, Batman Beyond 2.0, Secret Origins Volume 3, Number 1, The Long Year, Batman Eternal, and then Image, we have Cowl and The Dead Hand, and boom, we have Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. All right. So <laughs> it was a lot. And there was more, too. So at I just the time kinda... of this recording, um, he's currently doing a uh, Winter Soldier miniseries for Marvel right now, which is actually getting a lot of buzz, too. So... That's just worth noting if you wanted to check out something that he's doing currently because um, all those other books he's off right now. He actually did, he just ended Power Rangers not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's Kyle Higgins. Yes, um, short right now, but it's a lot of work in a short amount of time. Though. Yeah, he's he's pumping out books, and he's a guy that I think a lot of publishers are taking notice of very quickly. Because he can write. And not only can he write, he can write so many, like, different styles of things. That's that's the thing that blows me away about him. And that's why I gave him Comic Writer of the Year in our Best of 2018 episode. Because it's like, to write, like, a, a Cold War spy book the same year you're doing Power Rangers while also doing, like, Winter Soldier. Like, all those books are so different from one another. And he's able to just bounce between them. And, like come up with these really original ideas um night i nightwing is a character i like at dc a lot 
So it's probably a book I would have picked up anyways. But when I saw that Higgins was doing Nightwing the New Order, that's like what pushed it over the edge. I was like, okay, I have to pick this book up. Yeah, I think I read the first three issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it. I just uh, it's very just good. fell off as all. It's a six issue miniseries and Nightwing the New Order is basically Kyle Higgins kind of like goodbye to the Nightwing character. I think it's like in, in his in his mind, it's like this is how he would end it. This is how Dick Grayson's story would end if it was up to him. And so it's like set in this future. It's like 2040 or so. Like Dick Grayson's in like his like 40s or 50s at this point. And that the setup is kind of something you've seen before, but the way it plays out is a little bit different. But so like from that first issue, I told everybody like at least read the first two to three because the first issue like I wouldn't say it's predictable, but you read like, okay, I've kind of seen this story done before. But like once the setup is there, he takes it in a wholly like different direction. But it's in this post-apocalyptic future where like superpowers are illegal. The government came out and said superpowers are illegal. Everyone that has superpowers, you need they they come up with like a like a cure, right? That it's like an injection. You, every all the metahumans have to turn themselves into the government and have their powers taken away, or if not, they'll be considered fugitives and they're be on the run. And so most, so or uh, so most of the superheroes have either been killed because they were hunted by the government and found and killed, or they've been depowered. And Dick Grayson works for the government. He is actually one of the people that like led the charge against the metahumans, and you kind of find out why throughout the course of the series of like what kind of made him go the other way. And he has a son named Jake, I think, um, that is the son of him and Starfire. And Star, and, but him and Starfire aren't together anymore. You find out that she is part of like a superhero resistance, that she's one of the ones that's on the run that's still alive, that like they, they're trying to get this resistance group together to stand up against the government and everything. And so like kind of the cliffhanger thing they leave you on at the end of like that first issue is like he's leading the charge against all these metahumans but then the sun starts developing powers so it's like oh what is it gonna do now now the sun's got powers and it's just really cool to see like what happens to a lot of these characters like there's a really cool version of superman in nightwing the new order where his powers were taken away but like he's still like a force for good like he's still out there trying to help people on a day-to-day basis as just a guy now they do some cool stuff it's really cool to see like where the Teen Titans end up, how their relationship is strained with Dick Grayson because of everything that's happened. And it like Kyle Higgins ties it all together with a pretty neat little bow at the end that I, I think really, really works. So I would definitely recommend Nightwing the New Order. They did a really nice hardcover for it that I wouldn't mind owning, actually. Mm-hmm. But I still have the singles for it. But um, Nightwing the New Order was really fun. There's not an Elseworlds banner or sticker on the front of it, but it definitely feels very much like those '90s Elseworlds books that would come out. It's you don't need any. They need to bring those back. They really, I mean, they basically are. They're just not put it like Batman White Knight was an Elseworlds book. They just didn't call it one. You know sure. what I mean? I mean, you could even argue maybe Mister Miracle was too, in a sense. Like it's not necessarily like the incontinuity versions of Mister Miracle. Yeah, because they don't really reference anything else that's happening, but. Yeah, it's just, it, it's, you don't need any continuity at all to read Nightwing the New Order, as long as you kind of know who Dick Grayson and stuff is. But if you haven't, like, oh, I haven't read Nightwing in a couple years, it doesn't matter. Even if you haven't read Kyle Higgins' run, 
on Nightwing. It, he doesn't even reference his own stuff that he's already done. I think that was just his like, oh, if I could do a last Nightwing story, this is what it would be. And so cool send off for him and that character. And the other book that I wanted to talk about is uh, his his most recent one that's just come out in December. It's called Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon. And this was a original graphic novel straight to trade paperback. They didn't do any single issues for it. Oh, I didn't it's know It's only that. like 120 pages or so. About a normal like five or six issue series, but it just came out straight to a trade, which I love when they do that. Like, it's not something I would want all the time, but I like I like when it happens. Like, the Earth 1 DC books, like, I like that they just come out like, boom, here it is. Like, Superman Earth 1. Well, because then it's just all right there for you and you don't have to, you know... Yeah. Be, be duped by, oh, hey, delay, delay, yeah. delay, like some title that we know. Yeah. That <laughs> just got delayed again the day of this recording. Um, so rude. I know. Uh, Power Rangers Soul of the Dragon, they, they sold it as kind of like, this is Old Man Logan, but with Tommy from Power Rangers. And that's kind of what it is. And but obviously like a le- lot less like gruesome because mm-hmm. uh, it's still Power Rangers and they got to protect that brand. You know what I mean? And um, in Kyle Higgins' run on Power Rangers, they do take it into definitely more mature storytelling and stuff, but it never crosses the line of, like, you couldn't give this to kids, which I like because Power Rangers is one of those things. I'm like, it always needs to be, like, even though I'm a grown man that likes this, I, I always want it to be something that is there for kids to enjoy. So I really enjoy that. But Soul of the Dragon is, like, in the future, Tommy's an old man. He's not a Power Ranger anymore. He hasn't been a Power Ranger in a long time. There's all this futuristic technology and stuff. Um, it Interesting decision on Kyle Higgins' part to have uh, him be married to Kat, not Kimberly, in this universe. Who's Kat? Uh, she was the, the second Pink Ranger that took over the blonde that took over. She was the oh. Pink Ranger in Zeo and uh, in the Turbo movie. Okay. Um, so, and they have a son together, it was like a teenager, and he goes missing, and, um, at first they think, like, Rita is back, and they, they end up kind of pulling some strings that you go, oh, okay, I wouldn't have guessed that, but, um, basically, Tommy has to go dust off the old morpher one more time, but his morpher is so old and it barely works anymore, that, like, it, it's destroying the power coins that, that are in it. So it's like every time he morphs. Oh, this is the one you were telling me about. Yeah, he can only use them one time. He can only use them one time. So, because in the 25th anniversary episode of Power Rangers, they gave Tommy this thing they call the Master Morpher, where he has one morpher that lets him change into all the different. You know, if you're not aware, Tommy, the character of Tommy, has been five different Power Rangers throughout the series. So he's able to hop back and forth between different ones using this Master Morpher. But in this story. The morpher is so old and it's broken down that every time he uses a power coin, the morpher corrupts it and it destroys it. So it's like he has to be really conscious of like when he morphs and which ranger he ch- he chooses to use because once he uses it, it's the last time he gets to use it. And so it's kind of like Tommy's last ride as a power ranger. It's really cool. It's really well done. The art's really good. Um, Say in this version, Tommy is a man in his forties. Jason David Frank, the actor that plays Tommy, is in his forties. They just they straight up draw Jason David Frank. Like he looks <laughs> like Jason David Frank does right now in the book. And um, this uh, this book, it, it, it's not co-written, 
But um, they do give Jason David Frank uh, writing credits in the book because this was a story that he wanted to do. So it's basically like he, he wanted this to be a web series. This was his idea of doing like a web show with Saban, but it never got off the ground. And so finally, him and Kyle Higgins got to know each other throughout doing different comic cons and stuff. And they're both, you know, Power Rangers and stuff. One guy was writing the comic book. The other one was like the biggest actor from the show. And so he ended up pitching the idea to him. And Kyle Higgins says, I want to take that idea and write it as a book. So like they they gave Jason David Frank a credit in the book, which I thought was actually kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm like, he's not a writer, but it's like it was kind of his idea to do like a, an old man Tommy show, which is really awesome. And, um, so yeah, that book's a lot of fun. I, it's like 15 bucks or something like that. Maybe it's, it's a cheap, you can pick it up and read it. I think it's a lot of fun. Again, it's like completely out of, you don't even need to read any of the other Kyle Higgins Power Ranger books to read this. Cause it's completely set in its own thing. If you're a fan of Tommy or Power Rangers at all, it's a book you gotta own. And I think Kyle Higgins deserves a lot of credit because I don't think people understand just how massive that Shattered Grid crossover was to have 25 years worth of seasons of Power Rangers and he included all of the characters and gave them all something to do while creating a new villain that really worked and there was emotional moments, there was action moments. It just, to me, that's one of those things that could have been fumbled so easy. It was like so many moving parts. So many balls juggling up in the air. Nothing ever dropped. It's like he had it all so tight-knit and clean. And it, it just is really good. Like, there's comic critics that I follow that don't give a damn about Power Rangers that were shouting this book out at the time. Because, like, this is really good. Just on its own. Like, as a story, it was, like, kind of the end-all, be-all Power Rangers story. It, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths for Power Rangers is what it was. And, like... It's just, it was a big accomplishment. And to tie it in with the 25th anniversary of the show, it worked really, really well. So he deserves a lot of credit. Because, like I say, it just, it, it's not something that I would have guessed you could have pulled off. It's not as easy as he pulled it off, at least. And they did, uh, like, you mentioned that he's into film and stuff and doing these little short films. They did do a Shattered Grid little mini teaser short film. Uh, before the book came out, which got like a, a lot of people hyped, uh, it it got like over like two or three million views in the first day on YouTube. Which I mean, for a Power Ranger video, that was that's pretty significant. And they got Jason David Frank to put on the Lord Draken costume and everything. And Kyle Higgins wrote and directed that little short film. So um, it, it's cool that he likes to kind of dip his hands into different buckets in that way too. Of like. Oh, maybe do some short films and also write comic books. And he's just uh, uh, he's just one of those guys you can tell he's just such a creative person and he just wants to like find any outlet for that creative energy to go in. And he's won me over in a lot of ways. So he's just one of those guys. I'm like, I'm gonna keep an eye on him. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him around. He's he's earned enough that I just I want to check out everything he does. I want to finish the stuff of his I haven't read and I, I want to follow his career going forward so um any other last stuff on cal higgins that you wanted to say or no but um i have a surprise for you okay okay so but you just have to you have to wait for a second because i have to go grab it okay 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 you have to close your eyes okay mary's gonna give me a surprise if this is poor planning on her part (laughs) okay my eyes are closed
Oh, Ma- Mary has just given me a Lord Draken Funko Pop, which before anybody asks me on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> knows that I have publicly despised Funko Pops in the past. But this one is really cool, though, guys, because it's Lord Draken and he's got the dragon dagger in one hand and he looks evil as hell like hey it's a 25th anniversary present it is and it's really really cool like i i like funko pops when they're like more designed and original where they're not like the power ranger ones obviously are cooler because they're not just like the blank face with the beady black eyes they have the helmet so they actually have like a sculpt more of a sculpt you know so I think I only own like two Funko Pops because yeah, I kind of despise them. But this one is really, really awesome. I will, I will proudly, proudly display this. <laughs> so actually, this was in your hold. Uh, Charles got it for you, and he's like, "I think Tyler forgot about this." I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm going to get did. it for him." Oh, okay, awesome. <laughs> also, so. it's cool too, just because Lord Draken is such a new character that there's just not merchandise of him really yet there's one action figure of him that's been made which i also own that i paid a hundred dollars for Jeez. because it was a limited run and it was a it was a power morphicon exclusive action figure so for so for that i'm like i'll take the fucko pop just because <laughs> the there's Funko not pop yeah what did i say <laughs> did i say fucko pop you did i think <laughs> um yeah just because there's not enough lord draken merchandise out there so you got to just take what you can get at this point (laughs) well i'm glad you like it i do so mary thank you very much (laughs) yes you're welcome okay so before we get out of here we all we have to draw i got the bucket right here oh we have to draw the name out of the for the do you want to draw it or do you want me to do it but you drew last time okay so okay so so. it's my turn all right i didn't know i i don't remember so mary is drawing the name of the next creator focus comic creator she's really really taking her time and stirring those up she's having a good time i want the listeners to know that i'm really mixing these up just like always i'm gonna say come on grant morrison oh crap i grabbed two the day we get the grant the guys that's a three-hour podcast because i'll talk about grant morrison all day oh shoot uh gerard way oh is Gerard that? Way, yeah. Okay, I didn't know if I was uh, saying that right. Gerard Way, frontman of band My Chemical Romance, and what? And writer of Doom Patrol, writer of the Umbrella Academy, writer of lots of different stuff. Um, Umbrella Academy just dropped its trailer for it's it's a Netflix series that's coming out, but it's it's a comic that's very highly regarded, and so. Uh, good timing, I guess, on that one because his his TV show is coming out. So okay, I, and and also Doom Patrol TV show is coming out, which I mean, it looks like they're taking more of the Grant Morrison Doom Patrol. But I mean, Gerard Way did write Doom Patrol just recently. He wrote the most recent version of Doom Patrol. So can we get a Doom Patrol go? Yes. Can we get that? <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen Doom Patrol go, I'm not even gonna say what it is. Just if you know what it is, you'll you know it. <laughs> It's you know how great you know how great it was because <laughs> it was a highlight of DC animation. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, so Gerard Way, we're going to be talking about in a month from now. So if you're a My Chemical Romance fan, or I'd say I know Umbrella Academy is like a cult book. I mean, people love that book. And I've actually never read it, so this will be a good opportunity to read that book. I have no idea what you're even talking about. It's a comic book. I don't even know what it's about <laughs> at all. Neither do I. Oh, okay. But I just know people love it. Okay. So Sounds good. All right, well, Time Flies Almost As Fast As Superman, this podcast is about over. We're going to have some cool stuff coming up for you guys in the next couple weeks we got an interview with some comic creators talking about a kickstarter we're going to be pumping for them stay tuned for that and also uh we're gonna have a cool episode talking about retcons and comic books and what they're for which ones worked which ones didn't work and a whole bunch of jazz and so and also we have uh a new guy joining the team permanently on the podcast here stay tuned to find out who that is <laughs> if you couldn't guess it's our favorite person ever um whoa there whoa there i don't know if we should be picking favorites we might make somebody jealous it's not edgar that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) but we love you edgar oh edgar so make sure you guys are following us on social media we're fortress of comitude podcast on facebook foc underscore podcast on twitter and fortress of comitude on instagram uh we post stuff here and there Probably our Twitter is the one I probably post on the most, but you know. I think I post on Facebook the most. There you go. So, see, me and Mary are a good tandem. We got that Facebook Twitter action going. So, we're sometimes on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we're terrible with Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's the, for some reason, Instagram's the one that I'm just like, I never even want to like be on it. I don't know why. Like, Twitter is such like an addiction. I can just scroll Twitter for a while. I don't even have like a desire to be on Instagram anymore. I don't know why. This is just getting old. I don't know. Not in enough with the cool kids. We're not hip on no Instagram. More. What about the Snapchat? Just <laughs> 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 Snapchat is that still a thing or Snapchat dead? I thought Snapchat was dead. I think people still use it. I don't uh, know. I only look at the filters. Oh, that's true. Uh, so until next time, guys. I am Tyler and I'm Mary, and this is Lord Draken. Lord Draken, speak to the people. You can't. You're in a plastic box. But if he was real, he would tell you guys that he should have beat the Power Rangers. And you guys should listen to every podcast we've ever done, including the ones we're going to be doing in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that, guys. And thank you guys so much for listening. Peace out.